Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 78. We are the getting close to finishing up these bonus yeah. episodes related yeah. to people who believed God, um, not necessarily in Hebrews 11, but ones we wanted to highlight. And today's may be a little unusual. We don't need, it's another one who doesn't have a name. Doesn't have a name. Like uh, Naaman's ser- or wife's maid, but the thief on the cross yeah. we're going to be talking yeah. about today. The thief on the cross next to Jesus. Yeah. So, so and again, um, we, we have heard of deathbed confessions, right? What, what do you think of deathbed confessions? Um, well, my most natural reaction is questioning. Like it seems, it seems a little bit like you get off the hook. To be honest, if seems I'm unfair, fully right? honest, it, seems it does. Unfair. It, seems it does. Unfair. Yeah, that's my most natural response about it. And and, and I'm I'm sitting right there with you. It's like, man, we have we have lived all of our lives to follow Jesus. Um, do the right thing and yes. we're not doing the right thing to get a reward, but we're doing the right thing because we love Jesus. And we've done this literally all of our, you know, since we became believers. And then all of a sudden, someone who is about to die, mm-hmm. who's lived a life of crime and thievery and didn't think one word, uh, one thought about God. And then in the last hour, says, Jesus, I accept you as my savior. And then he or she dies Mm -hmm. and they go to heaven. Yeah. It's a little hard. (laughs) Except unless that was me. Well, I know. It's not a very sanctified. It's not a very very sanctified opinion. But that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the thief on the cross, which is um, it, it, it reveals so much of the depth of God's grace. And um, so we don't know very much about this thief. We, again, as you mentioned uh, the, at the onset, we don't know his name. All we do know is, is that he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. He's crucified next to Jesus mm-hmm. and he's brought into paradise at, at his death. Yeah. Those are, those are the, um, those are the things we, we know about him. And his story is found in Luke 23, um, 23, 32 through 43. And it, and that, that little narrative describes a conversation between, uh, Jesus and two criminals who are crucified alongside him. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of the, the context. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the conversation that we see happening in that passage. Yeah. And it is in Luke, it is, gives the most detail about their conversation. It's also, they are, the thieves are also mentioned in Matthew and Mark. And this is the other kicker for me that makes it, in Matthew and Mark, they both, they both record that the thieves initially are mocking Jesus. Yeah. So he is a thief, obviously getting a punishment (laughs) and he's, he is making fun of Jesus, but then. Yeah. The bully. Yeah, but yeah. then does repent. Yeah. And that and that is what we are focusing on and what comes to the um this the deathbed uh conversion, so to speak. So they are so they're making fun of Jesus and then over the course of time I think the one recognizes like, well, this guy, there is something yeah. here. Yeah. And he the thief we're focused on rebukes the other criminal. And he says, hey, we're, we're getting what we deserve. This man has done nothing wrong, which, I mean, this is, not, this is more about Jesus than it is about the thief. But, wow, even in his dying, Jesus yeah. revealed who he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't have a lot of detail of what that might have been. But 
that this thief goes from mocking him, making fun of him to recognizing, wait a second, this act, he is who he says he is, and he doesn't deserve this punishment that we that we do. Yeah, and, and the the other thing, this is this is like one of those the the first steps of believing and embracing the the gospel is we deserve what we are getting. Now, if apart from Jesus, mm-hmm. we would deserve um we would deserve hell. We would deserve the wrath of God. Um and yet um there is this admission and I think there are a number of a number of people, you know, we've seen and heard like, I don't, I'm not that bad. So I, I think God should probably just let me in. I didn't murder anybody. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't beat up anybody. I didn't, you know, bully people all of my life, but I, I wasn't that bad. And yet it, it is, uh, another passage says, even our, our goodness is kind of like filthy rags before God. So God is so holy. And this, this thief recognizes that like, I'm, Justice is being served right now because we actually committed an act that deserves the punishment. And, um, and, you know, Paul picks it up. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so we, you know, apart from Jesus, we deserve a, we deserve the punishment as well. And yet, um, to be able to recognize that, I think that is sort of his beginning of the repentance and the yeah. confession to say, I am wrong and I need help. And, uh, and I love that about him, um, you know, how he changes his mind, his thinking. He is first mocking. Now he is saying, well, there's something different about this guy. And, and even in these last moments, I want to know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he, you know, he pleads with Jesus, you know, when you come into your kingdom, when you come into paradise, would you please remember me? And that, that is the, the confession, if you will, the, um, the conversion, um, or at least the desire for conversion. And Jesus responds to him yes. in that moment. And says, you, today you will be with me. Yeah. In paradise. Like today, so, like right now. Yeah, not- like in just a few minutes, we're, <laughs> this is wrapping up. In a, <laughs> um, which then makes me feel terrible for my attitude at the beginning of this episode, because man, that is the gift that we all, yeah, I mean, yeah. we all need, yeah, yeah. whether it is when we were six years old and we've, or whether it is in those last moments. I mean, he, the thief, maybe even more than, you know, many of us do recognized who Jesus w- was and his desperate need yeah. for a savior and and his authority. Yeah. I mean, recognizing he was a king of a kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, the, the humility of this, you know, again, um, you know, when I when I think of of criminals, I don't necessarily think of humility, mm-hmm. and yet the humility of this man's heart to say, "I'm in desperate need." Would you remember me? Mm-hmm. Would you remember me, the the one who is the criminal, the one we we recognize that you're innocent. You've done nothing wrong. We have. I have. Is notice he didn't he didn't say we. He 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 is now talking about his personal connection with Jesus. He could have thrown the other thief in and say, "Would you please remember us?" He did not. Yeah. He said, "Would you remember me?" And which lets me know. 
that that our relationship with Jesus is a very, very personal one. It's a very, it's personal that has communal ramifications, but it's a very personal one. I, my mother, my father, my brother, my sister can't accept Jesus for me, can't respond to the gospel for me. I have to respond to the gospel for myself. So if you were raised in a Christian family, a Christian home, went to a Christian school and and there's individuals who think that, oh, that gets me in. Mm-hmm. And yet it really is a personal confession, a personal repentance, turning away from my sin, turning to God um, that um, that gets us um, eternal life. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's, uh, again, he, he, he demonstrates um, this humility for us in this moment, which I, which, which I, I love this, this reminds me, uh, however, kind of going back to the beginning of the, the podcast, your attitude, uh, <laughs> the parable, you remember the parable yes. of the, um, of the workers. And, um, and that this is a clear indication of, or at least an, uh, uh, the parable is a clear demonstration or uh, illustration of this principle that we see in the, with the thief on the cross. So let's talk a little bit about that parable. Yes. So this was a story that Jesus told to make a point, this point that we are talking about. <laughs> so he tells the story of uh, workers who are out in the field and the Overseer has told them they will be paid a certain amount for their day's work. Well, as the day goes on, boy, there's still more work. So he goes out and he gets more workers and he tells them, you're going to be paid this same amount. So they, sure, yep, they come and they keep working. And then with just a couple hours left in the day, he goes and he gets more workers and tells them, you will be paid this same amount. So then it comes time at the end of the day to pass out the payment and he starts paying everyone the same thing. And the workers who've been working all day are say, hold on a second. Those guys have only been working for a couple hours and they're getting paid the same amount that we are. And we worked all day long. Now, you know which side part of the story. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, like what? Uh, and Jesus's point is, that's really none of your business. Like the, I made the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The work, the overseer made the same deal with the workers and that's and and that was what would, he fulfilled that promise, and that is true. Salvation is salvation, yeah. And it reinforces too. It has nothing to do with our work. Absolutely, absolutely. It has nothing to do with it. Whether yeah. we've followed him a longer or shorter, um, done really spiritual things. I say in air quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this example of the thief on the cross and that parable of the workers show that's not what it's about. It's not absolutely. about stuff we do. Yeah to earn our salvation. It's truly God's invitation and his gift to us. Yeah. And I, I think the, both of these stories, the story of the thief on the cross, as well as the story of the workers, um, there, there's a phrase in the parable of the story of the workers is, are you jealous of the goodness of God? Hmm. Are you jealous of the grace of God? And I think sometimes we are. We we get jealous of the grace of God that God would pour out so much grace on individuals who are way worse than we are. Mm-hmm. And and God's grace in this moment, I think it reveals our self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. It reveals my self-righteousness as I listen to this, as I read the story. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of one in the same camp as you. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. I've been following Jesus all my life. And and here's someone who just comes to, um, it, you know, accepts Jesus and somehow 
he or she gets heaven as well. And so I think there's this human jealousy of the goodness of God, the grace of God, that God can't be that good. Uh, he, I mean, he's he, he's good for me. He's good enough for me, but he yeah. can't be that good for someone who is um, so quote unquote terrible. And, um, and I think this kind of forces me to look at my own life and say, where is the self-righteousness in my life that I need to actually mm -hmm. confess and repent of? Mm -hmm. And yeah. Jesus, I mean, he mentions that idea in other places too. It's an element of the parable of the prodigal son. You have the older son who, hey, I've worked for you, dad, all of these years done. And he went off and now you're just welcoming back and throwing him a party. They both are invited to that celebration. And the, the brother in his self-righteousness says, no, I'm not going to that party. I don't, he doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Um, also, Jesus points out the uh, the the Pharisee and the tax collector yeah, and how they yeah, pray. Yeah. Um, the Pharisee who has all of the appearance of righteousness and proclaims that in his prayer versus the tax collector who just bears his heart to the Lord and um, and says, you know, have mercy on me, yeah. the the sinner. And he almost he almost in that moment makes a distinction, like if if you. If God, if you're looking down and that you're looking down, if you have any, if you're wondering which one is praying right now, it's it's the sinner who's praying. Apparently, the Pharisee is not the sinner. And he apparently he is so righteous. But um, the text says he wouldn't even lift his eyes. And um, and he says, would you please have mercy on me? Um, the one who is the sinner in, in this in this prayer time. And so I, I think there's this sense where. Uh, we we see um, we we see it in Acts and we see it in Romans. All who call upon the name of the Lord mm -hmm. will be saved. Whether you have um, whether you've done very little wrong, quote unquote, or whether you have done a lot wrong, um, the grace of God, the goodness of God, the mercy of God is showered on all of us just the same. And I think. Um, you know, the moment I start comparing myself to other people is the moment the self-righteous detector goes off like, whoa, okay, you need yeah. to confess that and uh, and repent of that. So, And this being the week leading up to Easter, what a great time for us to remember with gratitude, our desperation for God. Absolutely. We are no better than the thief on the cross. Yeah. We need, we need salvation. We, and are offered it the same. Absolutely. Um, and that's, it's good for us to remember that we have Good Friday service coming up, yeah. um, a specific structured time for us to remember Christ's sacrifice for us and our desperate need for that. Um, but even as you listen to this podcast or as it wraps up, spending some time reflecting in gratitude and humility for yeah. God's amazing gift of salvation and, to and, us. And the us. other thing is if you have friends, if you have family members who, who say, there's no way God could love someone like me. Hmm. You don't know what I've done. Um, you don't know where I've been. And this story of the thief on the cross, as well as the others that we've mentioned, is the exact reason why God says it doesn't matter what you've done. Mm -hmm. um, you can enjoy life with me, uh, not only here, but also after after you die. So if you have family members and friends who are wondering and struggling with shame and guilt, um, please, please remind them that our God is so big and uh, his grace um, is, he's ready to pour out his grace on 
anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. And so let's wrap it all together. What can we believe about God, ourselves and others from the thief on the cross? Man, his grace is enough for every single solitary sin we've ever committed. Yep. Yeah. That's it's he's big enough, and that that is about us and him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That it is a powerful example, and I love the thief's just declaration. I I, I actually want to think more about that because I think it is so intriguing. In what it what was it about Jesus that the thief saw yeah, what he saw yeah. and recognized this is a king of a kingdom? Yeah, who is dying? So even that is kind of crazy to think about. Like it in the earthly sense. This king, it seems like this is it. Yeah, yeah. But there was something and that the Holy, I mean, God working in that thief's heart to know this, nope, this is bigger. Yeah, This is absolutely. bigger than this earth. Yeah. Um, boy, and I loved your invitation to, to invite others, to pray for others in your life, that they would know that, that there is a king of an eternal kingdom and he wants a relationship with us just as we are. Yeah, I yeah. love it. It's a good place to end. Well. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Um, Take time to have a spiritual conversation with someone else this week. 